Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Riley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast, everybody. I am your host, Jim Riley. I do appreciate you taking some time out to... Give me your ears. We have to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and the unrest that is taking place north of the border in Toronto with this team, the playoffs, the general manager, the manager, the president of baseball operations, everything. It is crazy right now. So I am tapping into one of the best Blue Jays sources we're going to get into that in just a moment, but first I want to remind you to subscribe if you have not yet. Turn those automatic downloads on if you have not yet so the content is in your feed as soon as it posts. Again, I am happy to have James Price from TO Sports Talk on YouTube. Does some great reactions, not just to Blue Jays, to all Toronto sports, but he's so locked in with the Blue Jays that I had to have him on to get his thoughts James, thank you for joining me. Awesome, Jim. Thanks, thanks so much for having me, man. It's been a long time coming for us. I know yes. we talked about it a little bit, but it's been it's been a whirlwind for for Jays fans. I wish we could be get to, getting together under better circumstances. I wish we could yeah. be talking about how the Jays are 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 playing great baseball and we're doing an ALCS preview or something like that. But unfortunately, that's not the case. This team has let down again. It's now been three postseason trips in the last four years without a postseason win. Sky-high expectations the last two years. The first year, 2020, that was a surprise, right? That was early, ahead-of-schedule stuff, so there were no expectations. It was just nice to be there. But now, it kind of feels like the clock's ticking. This 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 team, Vladdy, Bo, uh, the stars, the leaders on this team are not going to be young forever. They're not going to be here forever. Um, let's talk about this postseason, though, and this Twins series. Your thoughts as you're watching it play out, what stood out to you in these two games that was just like, this is why we lost it. That was egregious. That can't happen. Give me your general thoughts on on that those two games that the Jays got to play in October. So being a, being a pure baseball fan and play baseball in my life, it's kind of the feeling of, 
hey, hit that reset button and, and move on to the next day. And after 162 games, you've seen some crazy things happen. Like right now, it's happening with Arizona. I mean, no one expected them to beat up on the Dodgers the way they mm-hmm. are, right? Mm-hmm. So you thought, okay, hit the reset button. Look, the offense doesn't look great heading into the playoffs, but who knows what's going to happen come October. But for the Blue Jays, it was 164 of the same games. That's really what it felt like. Your pitching was great. Kept you in the ball games, base running blunders. We saw all that all year long and the inability to get a big hit. I mean, how many times this year have we yelled at the TV or smashed something because that happened? Bases loaded, nobody out. Somehow you get nothing. Right. And that was just, for me, that was the story of the series. You couldn't get a big hit. You, you, you know, your pitching staff did their job and you ran into some stupid outs. It's, it is the 2023 Jays in a nutshell, really, man. Do you think, because I've heard this out there, that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not serious enough to be a leader on this team? Does somebody else need to be the leader? There, you know, he there was a, uh, during the broadcast they talked about how Vladdy was putting a lot of pressure on himself to be the leader, and that's one of the reasons why he struggled this year. Um, but he makes those mistakes. He, gets picked off at second base. And now that's not the only instance we have seen Vladimir Guerrero Jr. make a boneheaded mistake on the bases this year. And we we have seen it way too frequently, in my opinion. Is Vladdy maybe not a true number one leader at this point in his career? Because he's still young. He's still early in his career. There's still time. What do you think about that thought that I've heard kicked around? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You hit, you hit that right in the head with his age and kind of where he's at. I mean, could he be a leader of a World Series winning team at some point in his career? It's it's possible, right? He's only tw- 24, 25 years old. Right. However, if you're looking at MLB experience and and sure, he's getting to that point. For me, it's, it's George Springer, right? The guy's been there, done that forever. Mm-hmm. World Series MVP. We all know the playoff numbers that they've been firing out there left and right about how great he's been in the playoffs. We haven't seen that, albeit very minimal games, but it hasn't been there. And for for Vladdy, I look at, you mentioned the pickoff move. If a guy is going to be serious in a playoff game, that does not happen. Because he's snoozing out there. If If you're flailing your arms and trying to get somebody to pick you off to kind of, you know, just cause havoc, fine. But look at the replay. He's just walking off the base and reacts very late and he gets picked off. Yeah. Dude falls asleep. I, I don't know what happened. I was in Colorado. Um, oh, what game was that? Game two or th- no? No, was it Colorado? Anyways, where he rips a ball, thinks it's a thinks it's a home run. Yeah, and it goes off the wall. Luckily, the throwback into second was way offline for him to get to second, but he would have been thrown out. Right. and it's stuff like that yep. that we saw all year long. That and that's it. That is where you know there may be some fans that want to defend Vladdy and say, well. You know, it was it was it was in in Sonny Gray's comments where you couldn't hear the third base coach yell back. Okay, however, 
We've seen Vladdy make these mistakes before. I need you to be able to get back without the third base coach. So there's just, if this was the only instance, if this was the first time all year that Vladdy had made a mistake where he didn't seem to be 100% locked in on the moment and what could happen, then maybe we would give him a pass. But this has happened sure. several times now, and it could have cost them the game and the series. One other situation that is viewed as game and series altering was Jose Barrios being pulled early. Um, your thoughts on that? I'll just let you go. <laughs> I think we all feel the same way about it. Yeah. Every, I'm not, it's it's crazy, you know. With social media and everything, you've always seen people banter and fight over something. This is the one thing that I've seen that everyone feels the exact same way about. Right. That no one can argue because there was no reason to yank Jose Barrios. And I mean, I'm watching this at, at Boston Pizza, and I, and I'm and I'm seeing Kikuchi warm up in the second. I'm like, this is not no, this is not happening. Then I see I think it was Henesis Cabrera got up at one point. And I'm like, okay, maybe you know they sat Kikuchi down because they could see Barrios is cooking. Mm -hmm. And the third inning rolls around, and he's warming up again. And I'm like, they're not actually going to do this, are they? Because it's psychotic. Yeah. And then they make the move. And I just I I don't get it. I, I to this day it'll haunt me, but. Mm -hmm. Because that is some of the best stuff I've seen from Jose Barrios, painting 96 with his sinker two seam right in on, on the lefties and just the breaking ball. It was just dominant, dominant stuff like you've seen all over Twitter. Yeah. The, some of the best stuff that you've seen from Jose Barrios ever mm -hmm. uh, in a playoff game, more or less. And against his former team, like everything was just painting to him having a dominant outing and getting this team back in it. But then they took him out. And... Oh. And then went to Kikuchi. It's, if it's a, if yeah. this is the moment where, all right, we're going to take a guy out who's been incredible, then you sure. better bring somebody in who you think is going to be even more incredible. And that's not you say Kikuchi. Like, no. if you're in that moment deciding not one more base runner can get on, then go to Jordan Hicks. Right, Jordan sure. Hicks had just gone, what, 25 pitches the day before, so he probably didn't have a long outing in him anyway. So mm -hmm. go out there, say, all right, Jordan, we need three guys, and then you're done for the day. Uh, or go to Chris Bassett or something, not Yusei Kikuchi. You brought up a great point, though, at the beginning of that. Everyone agrees. Uh, before, yeah. before I hit the record button, you and I were talking before we started, that Blue Jays Twitter, we fight amongst ourselves a lot on there. But this is not something. There is nobody out there defending the move to take him out early. He needed to stay in that baseball game. And now that doesn't mean that the outcome could have been any different because the bats didn't do anything that day. But it is a bad sign for the mindset of the franchise and the, maybe even the future of the franchise. That leads us to... The press conference, the Ross Atkins press conference that will forever live in infamy, where he basically went out there and lied to the baseball universe about how this team runs things and, and how John Schneider runs things, because there's enough out there to contradict Ross Atkins comments at his press conference about that move in particular, the Jose Barrios being pulled too soon. As that press conference was taking place, and if anybody, Blue Jay fans, 
you're aware of this. Non-Blue Jay fans that are listening to this or, or, or watching a clip of this, you got to go find the Ross Atkins stuff because it's, I mean, it is maddening on a brilliant level by this mastermind of chaos, the Ross Atkins. Um, but James, let me get your thoughts as you're watching this thing, as you're listening to him, what are you thinking? I, I honestly, I didn't see that coming. I, I really didn't. Throwing John Schneider right under the bus saying, yeah, we were just as shocked as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait, hold on a minute here. This is not what we heard from John Schneider. So, ah, man, it, it's 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 wild. And then for them to come back and say that John Schneider's coming back as well, I'm like, okay, well, this is just a weird scenario mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. That you throw the coach under the bus, but you're but he's still going to be the manager next year. Yeah, it's it's weird. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. He's got, well, he's got to be back, right? If, 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 nobody else would take that shit. Like, you would, if, if John Schneider is like, if this was a tenured manager with 10 years of experience, they'd quit. Yep. They would resign yep. the post and they would say, wait a minute, excuse me, I'm out of here. And, but, but just think about it from a fan perspective on the future of this team. There, there's going to be a Mark Shapiro conference very soon. And we'll talk about that in a minute and, and what we might expect from that. But just as a fan of the Blue Jays, when this is the press conference that follows that absolute circus of a series, how does it make you feel moving forward about the possibilities that this team has? Oh, it's going to be in the back of your mind, no matter what. Every every time down the road, you know, let's put it into perspective next year, right? Let's assume the Jays are in a wild card hunt because – the way the Orioles are, and and you can't expect the Yankees and Red Sox to stay down for as long as they are. The, the AL East title kind of looks bleak. But if you're going for that wild card spot, games are going to be meaningful down the stretch. And you know every Jays fan right down the stretch when Jose Barrios is out there cruising through three innings, people are going to get PTSD when they see somebody warming up. Yeah. God forbid it happens in another playoff game. It's wild, man. And I wanted to bring up one more thing about the Kikuchi bit. Yeah. It's not like he was dominating heading into the playoffs. Right. He had a North five ERA in September. So it's it, sure the number the bounce back season for Kikuchi, it was great. No doubt about it. They needed that mm-hmm. big time, mm-hmm. especially with Manoa not being anything really last year. Um, but Kikuchi wasn't good in September. If he was dominant and like just lights out in September, you can maybe squint and figure something out. Right. But no, he, he was not good in the last month. There was no reason to make that move. Anyways, uh, where were we? I had to, I had to put yeah, that in no, there. I was thinking about no, it. you're right. It's Kikuchi was the wrong guy in that in that moment to go to, especially everything that had been building building up with you, say Kikuchi in a Blue Jays uniform over the last two seasons. Now to go to him, if you wanted a lefty, go to Tim Miza. 
Um, yeah. it, it just that's that's the wrong play. Um, yeah, the the Ross Atkins press conference definitely. I was I was driving on my way to my daughter's soccer game, so I was sort of keeping track. I was getting all these Twitter alerts, sort of glancing down, like oh my god, continuing on yeah. another Twitter alert. Ben Nicholson Smith and, and and everybody that's live tweeting the thing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I went back and listened to it, and it's even worse when you listen to. Yeah, what he was saying, right. because it was just a matter of it was total deflection on, on all mm-hmm. accounts and a in a and a smugness to it. Like you had the Mariners general manager out there talking about 54 percent of games and all this other BS. And it really, really fired up the fan base in a in a, in a you know, pitchforks uh, and storm the castle kind of way. And I feel like that's what Ross Atkins did, where these general managers are maybe being, they're sick of being second guessed. So they're like, we're going to come out here and we're just going to be so smarmy in our press conferences. And so we know better than you in our press conferences. But that's, in the long run, I don't think that's going to pay off. Here's a question for you. Ross Atkins is probably going to keep his job for another 12 months. But what gets him out of this? What, how do the blue Jays get to a point where October 11th, 2024 Ross Atkins is not a general manager again. Does somebody else higher than him need to go? Does the team need to completely fail? Can they make the playoffs and he's still out? What is there a way? Do you, do you see a way where he's not still in that position this time next year? I think as long as Mark Shapiro is here, he's here. Yeah. As painful as that may sound, mm. uh, they they came over from Cleveland. Right. They've been together for God knows how long, and they just they just seem like a package deal. I, I obviously could be wrong. We don't know them from Jack, but um, that for me just kind of seems the the kind of the way it's going. And I knew Ross wouldn't get fired because if the, if my theory is right with the renovations, Shapiro ain't going anywhere. True. So we're gonna have to wait for that to happen. So. That, that's kind of my take on the Ross Atkins bit. As much as I haven't liked, well, I can't say I haven't liked the moves. Like, sure, the Varsho one's going to haunt Jays fans for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the other ones I'm not I'm not angry at. It, yeah. it, the tail one, sure, because of how pitiful the offense was this year. But right. A lot of his moves I've kind of liked. Mm-hmm. And I know Jays fans will hate me for saying that because, well, Anthopolis this, Anthopolis that. Well, Anthopolis had a good three months. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to leave that. Good point. No, good point. Uh, how about the manager? Are you, where, where do you sit? What side of the fence are you that John Schneider's back? Oh gosh. It's so hard because we have no idea what they actually do. I, 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 I've True. gotten to a point where I have no idea what John Schneider's job actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, if you're watching these games, what has he done differently than Charlie Montoyo did? <laughs> it doesn't seem like really anything. No. Um, sure, the, the I guess the nostalgia of him growing up with the young kids and this and that, sure, it's nice. Yeah. But you're in the big leagues now. It's time to win. Yeah. And you got to make winning decisions. And we've seen more, like a lot. And, and, now po- and now what? Four of his post-ke- po- <clears throat> postseason games where he's misused the bullpen and pitching staff quite a lot. Yes. With taking Gosman out last year against Seattle and uh, throwing in Tim Mesa to switch Carlos Santana to his better side. Didn't make any sense at the time, and it still doesn't. 
And then obviously the Brios move. But again, right. is that John Schneider? Right. And that's that's the thing that we don't we'll never know. We sure people can guess and assume, but mm. we don't know for sure. So you talked about package deals with Shapiro and Atkins, and if yeah. uh, Schneider is a yes man, and Schneider is willing to be thrown under the bus in that press conference, then that's probably a package too. Those three are a package together. John Schneider only leaves if Ross Atkins is gone and Ross Atkins is only gone if Mark Shapiro is gone. So this could be, unfortunately, uh, unless they maybe change their philosophy and they sit down and they're like, all right, guys, we went way too far on the defensive metrics. We were great, but it cost us some offense. We went way too far on the analytics. And times it helped us, but it really burned us at the end. So we got to center it a little bit. We got to mm-hmm. cool it down. We, I, I look back to, and we're going to talk about roster expectations next, and this can maybe kind of lead us into the free agents uh, because yeah. Kevin Kiermeyer, Brandon Belts uh, are two notable names that are on their way out. There are more, but I think those are two of the really big ones at this point. The team went very noticeably in the direction of defense. This past offseason, trading away Teoscar Hernandez to get more swing and miss in that bullpen. That was another thing they wanted, and they wanted the defense. I argue they went a little too far to go for defense. They didn't need Kevin Kiermeyer and Dalton Varshow. They yep. could have been good with one of those two. And because of that, they sacrificed any future that they maybe would have had with Gabriel Moreno. And now Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is probably gone from Arizona at the end of this year and probably would have been gone from Toronto at the end of this year. So you get Varsho, you get a guy that's going to be there for a few more years. Kiermaier is likely gone. So moving forward now, all right. But again, you maybe cost yourself the Gabriel Moreno career, and he looks like he's a a budding star with Arizona now. Um, Roster expectations. Do you think... They will continue that extreme focus with Kevin Kiermaier out. Are they going to go and get another supremely talented defensive player, or will they look at no? We got it. We 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 need more bats. We have to address that situation. Do you and, and do you see any of these free agents coming back? Matt Chapman is probably on his way out. Uh, Whit Merrifield has a eighteen million dollar mutual option that I cannot see the Blue Jays deciding to pick that up. What do you think is going to happen with this team as they try to rebuild and look forward to 2024? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'll start with the free agents front. Uh, I think if Brandon Belt doesn't retire, he just won't be back. Right. Uh, I think I think Kevin Kiermaier is gone. Uh, and the reason for that, I think Dalton Varsho is going to be moved to center field mm-hmm. and that will be your new center fielder, yep. uh, which leaves room for a left fielder. And interesting, you brought up Guriel, who is a left fielder, which would be weird and interesting. Yes. Um, and it's a bat. So, but again, that's wishful thinking, I guess, at this point. But Matt Chapman, 
see you. It's done. Agree. I feel so bad for the guy because the last memory I have for uh, of him as a Blue Jay was a jumping catch at the wall in game one and a ball that goes foul by a couple inches yes. that would have changed both games yep. and yep. could have changed the entire complexity of this Jays season. But mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is. And he's one of the top free agents. He's going to get a bag. It, it better not be in Toronto. Uh, like you mentioned, Wit. I think he's I think he's gone. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think I think that was all of those them. are the big those I, are the big ones. If there's anybody else, it's like the last yeah. guy in the bullpen. It's not a, a, a notable uh, free agent. If there's anybody else, it's it's somebody that's barely hanging on to a roster spot. Yeah, I think uh, I think with Dalton Varsho moving to center because that'll keep Springer and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, yeah, and I agree 100 percent. They overcompensated this past year. We knew the defensive metrics more or less in the outfield because, look, love Teoscar, love Lourdes, uh, their bats in particular, their fielding, their routes to the ball, were, their brain decisions were <laughs> not very not good, good. Uh, whenever they were out in the outfield. And sure, they got significantly better in one of the best defensive outfields in baseball. Great. Mm-hmm. But as we've seen now through the playoffs, like as we are right now, the long ball plays. Mm-hmm. And... Teoscar would be, I, I can't remember what he, what he finished with home run-wise, but it was very similar to Vladi. He'd be right at the yes. top. Guriel, I think, had 24, I want to say, in the in the regular season. That would be second on the Blue Jays. Yep. So you lost a lot of power, and we noticed you know, in the playoffs, this team, it, you got to string three hits together to get a run, and you just can't do that. Nope. You know, All the teams with, I don't want to say lackluster power, but teams that lack the power, um, seem to be the teams that are out. Like, I mean, my God, look at Texas right now, mm-hmm. cleaning house. Yeah. And, and they're doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. They got tons of power. They had one through nine. Right. So I think they definitely overcompensated. They, without a doubt, need to bring in some sort of meaty bat, mm-hmm. <laughs> some sort of power threat yeah. uh, to put in that middle of the lineup. I mean, if you ever listen to Blair and Barker on Sportsnet, they, Blair, Bar, uh, was it Barker said almost every day, who's your four hitter? Who's your cleanup guy? You don't have one. Right. Well, in order to be a good team, you need a, you need a cleanup guy, and they don't have it right now. Right. Vladi down season, Bo power wise down season, definitely Springer down power season, and for all of them to have down years was kind of tough. That and and you bring up Springer. That's the tough part is we're now getting to that portion of the contract and that portion of the career where it's going to continue to go down. We are not. Maybe we will get some sparks and some flashes of the elite player that he was. Maybe he can put it together for an entire month. Um, but overall, he's got he's now got three years left on a contract. He's now 34 years old. You don't generally get better, especially when he's dealt with some injuries and and things like that. So now the year the good Springer years on that contract, we're leaving those years and we're getting to the backside of the contract that everybody was worried about when they signed the contract. So that's going to be something that will be interesting to track. Um, well, I did want to add in anybody that's listening and, and it was maybe screaming uh, out Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks oh, is right. the other yeah. free agent that we forgot. And he's the he's one out... He's the one I want back. I loved him, and he was so good with Toronto, much better than he was with St. Louis. I would think that maybe even he 
would have an interest in coming back. I don't know if it was the work with Pete Walker. I don't know if it was the intensity of being in it and playing for something. But Jordan Hicks did a great job with the Blue Jays. And when you're looking for swing and miss stuff, he's definitely got it. So I'm hoping maybe Jordan Hicks is back. Um, You bring up a great point, though, about the postseason and having a string hits together. We know that in the playoffs, you're going to be facing the best pitching. Mm -hmm. And it gets to a point where you need a you need almost a lineup of guys that can just close their eyes and run into one, get lucky, um, hit a good pitch out. And if you're lucky, the guy before him drew a walk or got a single and, and it can be a two run shot to have to try to count on three and four and five hits in a row um, to get one or two runs in the postseason just doesn't work. They need no. more guys that can run into a ball and with just sheer... Oscar Riley hit a one-handed home run the other day. There's not a lot of Oscar Rileys out there, but that's the point. The Jays just did not have that. They had three guys that could maybe just close their eyes and run into one. Um, the three that I think of, uh, Bo, Vladdy, and George are the three that I think of. I don't think Witt can pop one out Eyes closed. Cavan, though he was better in the second half, he's not that guy. Kirk's not doing it. Chapman's not doing it. Look at all these guys that we're talking about that put you at a disadvantage if you end up in a pitching duel in the postseason. Um, so, yes, we definitely expect something. Do you have anybody on your wish list when you think about upcoming free agents this offseason? The, the big name is going to be Cody Bellinger, but there's some risk there. Um, you've also got, and again, this is an interesting off season where there's not a lot of bats. Mitch Garver is a free agent. He could DH, uh, Reese Hoskins is a free agent, but he's coming off an injury. You'll have looking at other names here. I mean, it really Guriel is going to be one of the best outfielders available. Yeah. Do you have anybody that you're, that you have your eye on? Do you bring back Teoscar since he had a down year? <laughs> I mean, that's something maybe. to maybe, maybe consider if if things are going awry. But yeah. um, you you mentioned, I, I have to bring this up because you, you mentioned a, a, a good pitch and a guy running into one, like a guy running into a good pitch instead of it having to be a hanger right down the middle. Right. Uh, you see Jordan Alvarez yesterday? Things at his face, right. and he and he drills this thing out. Right. Like guys like that right. are dangerous, no matter where you throw the ball. So exactly. yeah, the Jays didn't have any no brainers in that sense. Um, but as for free agents, oh god, honestly, I mean, like I told you, man, I, ever since that that day, I've been checked out. Well, it's <laughs> it's rather if you're a Blue Jays fan, and what the what Blue Jays fans want, it's rather bleak, because I don't think that Guriel or Teoscar will be back. I think that the philosophy, I think they want to get away from the fun house that it seemed to be the year before. And if you bring Guriel or Teoscar back, you're getting the band back together, and that could be a problem. I loved that they brought in the guys with playoff experience and had that leadership and with Kiermaier and Belt had, had played in the postseason. I loved that. And I would I would like more of that. There's not going to be a lot of that in this friggin' agent class. And there's also not a lot of bats. So it's it may have to be a trade if you're going to get that. And who's out there realistically via trade? I don't, 
I, I mean, I have a pipe dream of Juan Soto just because of the Padres and their financial situation. If they're true to yeah. their word, they're going to need to find a way to free up a significant amount of money. And the one way, the only way they could do that would be to trade Soto and keep that $30 million that he's going to get off the books. But that is a half of a half of a 1% chance that the Blue Jays get into that conversation. I don't know. That's the that's the problem. I, I talked about this. Uh, I ranted about the Orioles yesterday. Opportunities to win are not given year in and year out. When you have one of those chances, you have to go hard. Because when you're in one of those seasons where you have a chance, you cannot take it for granted and expect to be back next year because maybe the free agent class is garbage and you, t- you can't improve your team. Maybe somebody gets hurt and misses an entire season. Maybe somebody regresses. This year, the Blue Jays were tremendously lucky with starting pitching health. Maybe that completely flips next year and they have a terrible time with that. Um, that's why you got to go for it because now I don't know I, who's who's coming in to save the day uh, this offseason for the Blue Jays. Let's let's talk about this looming Shapiro press conference. What what do we expect? Did Ross Atkins steal all of Mark Shapiro's uh, thunder and all? Maybe all Shapiro is going to want to talk about is stadium renovations. Every question about the general manager and the manager, he's going to deflect and it's going to be all about stadium renovations. What are you expecting from the Soon to be the looming Mark Shapiro press conference. It's going to be the same thing as the Atkins Atkins presser. Uh, you touched on everything I was going to say. I mean, I my God, the first no, no, you're good. The first, the first thing he's probably going to get asked. He's going to get hammered with it. John Schneider, Jose Barrios, yeah. and then he's going to get Ross Atkins's comments. Yes, yeah. and then you know what he's going to do? Deflect like crazy to all the beautiful renovations to Rogers Center. That's gonna. That's just how it's going to go. Uh-huh. And uh, it'll go for like 20-odd minutes, and people will be just completely lost. I'm curious what he's going to say about the Brios move. Uh, I'm very curious because mm-hmm. we've heard John Schneider say one thing. We've seen uh, – we've heard Atkins say another thing, throwing Schneider under the bus. Well, what's the president going to say now? Yeah. Like, because someone's got to – he's got to say something else. Does he go with his with his boy Ross Atkins and say, ah, John Schneider? Well, if that's the case, why is he coming back? So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued to see what what he has to say because he's the one that makes all the decisions. Yeah. He's the one that can, can guys if he needs to. Yep. Is, is he going to throw Ross under the bus? And then it's just cool. a matter of like, these guys are only here because they're okay with their boss destroying them and embarrassing them to the rest of the fan base in the baseball world. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for that, Jays fans. That circus is coming and it's going to be quite, maybe by the time you're listening to this, it has already happened. And inserts rageful, disappointed comments right here. Whatever you're thinking, we're probably thinking too. What do the Blue Jays do next? What is the steps forward for this team? Well, one is get the Shapiro conference out of the way. Yeah, that's a that's the big hurdle, I think, right away. Um, but if we're talking the on on field. You have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball that without a doubt and what 95 of them, 95% of them are coming back next year. Minus possibly Jordan Hicks. Uh, obviously Ryu is going to be gone. So sure. You maybe need to fill a fifth starter, but uh, honestly there's that gut that's telling me that 
you know, assuming like you mentioned injuries, you're going to need some depth, you know, even though the Jays had an insane luck, a guy like Bowden Francis, I thought looked fantastic this year in, you know, garbage time more or less, but looked very good. The stuff played mid nineties fastball. I, I liked what I saw, but is he a fifth starter? Uh, that's something that you, you don't really know as of yet. Right. Um, they need to add probably some depth arms, uh, if you're if you're gonna lose Jordan Hicks, you need some velo out of that pen. That was something that Jays fans were screaming at last year, mm-hmm. but they got it this year. Um, and of course, like like we said, some sort of offensive punch, a power bat of some sort, whether it's trade, whether you you bring back one of the one of the boys and, and get some power bat and Guriel and Teoscar, which I don't think is gonna happen, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's sports. You have no idea what the hell is gonna happen, especially with Teoscar with kind of a down year yeah. uh, this yeah. year. So uh, I think he over over 200 strikeouts. Like it was an ugly, ugly season for him. But I don't know, man. It's <laughs> the question marks are through the roof. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna preface by telling Jays fans this: they're gonna have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball next year. They're gonna be in the hunt next year, no matter what they do. So if they can improve the offense, like you mentioned, get a couple power bats. Who knows? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Can I give you a wish list item that I have? Go for it. I am intrigued by Jock Peterson. Oh, the left. Okay. A lefty pop can run into something, has a track record of performing in October, so much so that he has a nickname, Jocktober. Yeah. I yeah. I don't think he's going to cost a ton of money. You can probably get a one-year deal. Maybe there's a a few other teams in on him and you got to go to a second year or you can, you know, make some kind of performance based thing. If he has so many plate appearances or hits so many home runs, he can get more money. But I feel like Jock Peterson one year, $13 million with performance options that could take him up to 15 or 16. If he hits, you know, 30 home runs or, or uh, something to that effect. I feel like he's a guy that shouldn't cost a lot of money but can run into one. Just close your eyes and swing, buddy, and hope for the best. The Jays need more of those guys. It may sound ridiculous, but at the most basic level, who do you have that can pop one at any time, even if they're not trying to pop one? And I, I, the Jays it. need more of that. You know, funny thing, you mentioned Jock Peterson. I had to pull up his numbers because I haven't even looked at him, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a he didn't have a great year, at Did least power-wise. Nope. 15 home runs, which helps us 237 average 773 OPS. Mm-hmm. He had 51 walks to 88 strikeouts, which is a really good number. But Jays fans hate those numbers because it doesn't mean runs. Mm-hmm. Um, it means more stranding base runners, but um, it, it wouldn't hurt. Honestly, it wouldn't hurt having a lefty bat. Like you mentioned a one year deal, kind of the Brandon belt replacement. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. It really is. What I like about Jack Peterson is his experience in the postseason. Um, obviously I love the lefty bat and I'm also not too worried about a down year power wise because he has sort of dipped in the past with his power and he's been able to bounce back. Uh, 2017, he had 11 home runs 
And the next season, he hit 25. The year after that, he hit 36. He was able to ramp it back up. Now he's in his 20s at that point, and he's yeah. going to be entering into his age 32 season. But I still believe I still believe in Jock Peterson enough to where he could go out there and hit 25 home runs. And he's, a again, another one of those guys. I talked about this when the Yankees lost last year in the postseason. I t- at the most basic level, I talked about how the Yankees lost because they didn't have guys. They didn't need run-into-it guys against the Astros. They needed guys that could extend at-bats, get the pitch counts up, try to get to that bullpen, and hope that the guy that's coming through the door doesn't have it that day. The Yankees did not have that. They had a bunch of strikeout guys. They had a bunch of solo homer guys. That was it at the basic yep. level. Blue Jays at the basic level need guys that could just run into one and they're going to have to do it. I think they're going to probably be interested in doing it on the cheap and not long-term. No. Doc Peterson kind of fits that mold. It does. Yeah, definitely does. That's, that's, that's the opposite of Cody, Cody Bellinger. He, he right. want more of the term because he just got his short one year. Yes. Deal. Yes. Uh, James, I do appreciate you coming in again. I want you to, uh, to all of the, uh, listeners that are in with us right now, I want you to tell them where they can find your stuff, what you got coming up. Again, you do, you, you've do you got the Blue Jays on lockdown during Jay season and when they make big moves, but what else are you doing on the, on the YouTube channel? Again, the YouTube channel is T.O. Sports Talk. Uh, make sure to check that out. What, what else you got coming up? Well, the Leaf season starts tonight mm-hmm. against Montreal, so I'll, I'll be locked into that one tonight. Obviously, Raptors is getting going, so I'll be ready for those two in, in full effect. Um, no, I, I'll be here all off-season long, losing my mind. I might even do a Marks Power press conference if it's got the spice go. that we all believe it might. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, thanks a lot, man, for allowing me to come on today. It's been a blast. I do appreciate it, James. It is good to have your insights, your thoughts on all this. And again, everybody listening out there, make sure to go Check out T.O. Sports Talk on YouTube. I don't think you'll be disappointed. That is going to do it for the Barreled Up podcast today. Thank you all for coming in again. Please, if you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, review, help us grow this podcast. And for those of you that are already subscribed, turn on those automatic downloads so that as soon as content is posted to the feed, you've got it. Guys, thank you for coming in again. I do appreciate you. I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 